WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton Bays. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me. Good morning. It is Thursday, December 14th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Clouds to start this day, but then we're going to have sun late morning into the afternoon, the high 42. Tonight, overnight, clear, low 37. Then it warms up for the weekend. Friday, sunshine warmer, high 53. If you're walking out the door with us right now, 32 and partly cloudy in Spring Valley up in Rockland County. 33, partly cloudy in, uh, what is that? Elizabeth. There we go. I can't read my own handwriting. In Elizabeth, New Jersey. And it is 32 and clear right outside our Midtown studios right now. So happy you're here. Working our way up to the 6 o'clock hour. Sid and friends in the morning. I took a couple days off. Was at a went to that Monday night game with the Giants. That was what a great game that was. And then um, was invited to this Christmas party. And I had done this story earlier this week that Doritos had um, made a partnership with a uh, alcoholic beverage company to come up with a Doritos flavored alcohol. And uh, I'm not a big chips guy, so I thought, uh, you know, there was no desire to get this thing for me. But uh, at $65 a bottle, this thing, you could, it was sold out everywhere. And that's the reason I did the story. I guess this was on Monday. And I go to this Christmas party yesterday, and there are bottles upon bottles of this Doritos-flavored alcohol. So uh, I said, uh, well, you know, let me try some of this. It's apparently the hottest thing. You can't get a bottle of this thing. And I thought, this is going to be disgusting. Again, granted, I am not a big chips guy. I'm not a big Doritos guy. So maybe I'm the wrong guy to try this. But uh, they pour me a glass. And you know what? <laughs> it was pretty good. So if you get your hands on the Doritos flavored alcohol, um, uh, it wasn't bad. I thought it was pretty good. All right. Uh, they want to be drinking a lot of alcohol in D.C., maybe the president, especially House Republicans have voted to begin an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. All Democrats voted against the measure yesterday. All Republicans voted for it, including Kentucky Congressman James Comer. I think that sent a message loud and clear to the White House. Uh, we expect you to comply with our information requests and our subpoenas. Republicans argued that the president had benefited or has continues to at one point benefit from foreign business dealings of his son, Hunter Biden. The president has always maintained he had nothing to do with his son's business. An impeachment inquiry is a step towards potential impeachment, allows the House to hold public hearings, uh, grant subpoena power for information and documents. The vote yesterday was 221 to 212 to approve the resolution. This is more like a what is it, not a who done it. We don't know what the crime is. House Republicans like Congressman Jim Jordan argue that a formal impeachment inquiry will strengthen their access to more documents, testimony. We now think this helps us get the witnesses, the key witnesses that we want. Yeah. And then uh, Hunter Biden, it's all tied in, of course. Hunter Biden came to Capitol Hill Wednesday offering again to testify, but he wanted to do it publicly. I'm here today to make sure that the House Committee's illegitimate investigations of my family do not proceed on distortions manipulated evidence and lies. Of course, all tied back to the president. Uh, president Biden 
releasing a statement following the decision by the House Republicans to authorize an impeachment inquiry into him. Biden said that House Republicans are not joining him on focusing on the issues that impact the American people, instead attacking him with lies. He added that instead of doing their job on the urgent work needing to be done, they are choosing to waste time on the baseless political stunt that even Republicans in Congress admit is not supported by facts. Republicans argued the president benefited from the foreign business dealings of his son, Hunter Biden. I'm Brian Shook. All right, let's go back to Hunter Biden for a moment, having that moment on Capitol Hill yesterday, holding a press conference, uh, offering to testify publicly as part of his father's impeachment inquiry, does not want to go behind closed doors. I'm here today to make sure that the House Committee's illegitimate investigations of my family do not proceed on distortions, manipulated evidence, and lies. Of course, the reason lots of people don't want to go behind closed doors is then information's leaked and it's not always positive. If you do it publicly, you can control the narrative a little bit more. Uh, the president's son uh, slamming House Republicans and this entire investigation. I've been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine shouting, where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I am here. Now, so Hunter said yesterday that his father, President Biden, was never involved in his foreign business dealings. That's part of what they'll investigate. They have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father, who has devoted his entire public life to service. So House Republicans rejecting Biden's demand for public testimony. We expect to depose the president's son, and then we will be more than happy to have a public hearing with him. House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer said the closed-door deposition must take place first. We're going to allow you in there to see the uh, piles and piles of documents, of bank statements, of emails, of text messages. So the White House responding to Hunter Biden's press conference, so there's a lot to this story, uh, saying that uh, Hunter Biden, the president's son, spoke from the heart during that press conference yesterday. The president was certainly familiar uh, with what his son was going to say. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre declined to answer questions related to Hunter's decision to ignore the subpoena. The president's son defied the subpoena to answer questions behind closed doors. Hunter Biden is a private citizen, and so I certainly would refer you to his representatives. Yeah, okay. So uh, getting ugly as they uh, move towards this impeachment, of course, the big issue is it would not pass in the Senate because there's more Democrats than Republicans. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out in the coming days and weeks. But Republicans are all over this, no doubt. WABC News Time 509. Let's stay down in D.C. The White House appears to be walking back President Biden's recent comments on Israel. Uh, Earlier this week, he said uh, maybe the Israelis need to pull back just a little bit. But uh, now the White House is saying, well, maybe he didn't mean what he said. He was expressing concerns that we continue to see civilian casualties in, in Gaza. And again, that we want to make sure that as they work to minimize that they actually have those kinds of results. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby there refusing to explicitly say whether the U.S. believes Israel's carrying out indiscriminate bombing or following international law. Constant efforts to urge the Israelis to be as precise and careful as possible. We know they've stated their intent 
And they have acted on that. The president had told donors um, earlier this week that Israel is beginning to lose support around the world due to the indiscriminate bombing in its war with Hamas. Israeli forces have faced, uh, well, just global criticism for the mounting civilian death toll in the Gaza Strip. That taking place as the families of Israeli Americans held hostage by Hamas, thanking the president yesterday for his efforts to get their loved ones back home. We are all one big family looking to get all of these people's sons and fathers and mothers out. The president holding a private meeting with families of eight Americans who remain in captivity following the militant group's October attack on Israel. We are here because... The president and his team have been bringing out light in this dark time. Hamas uh, released more than 100 of the roughly 240 hostages during a week-long pause in the fighting last month. But nine of those hostages who are Americans are still being held today. Meanwhile, the Biden administration pitching a new border plan that would deport more illegal immigrants without asylum screenings. It's a bid to win over some hardline Republicans like Texas Congressman Chip Roy. We've got to deal with our border, and that is the right position to take. The immigration policy changes are part of a proposed $100 billion package. It includes military aid to Israel, Taiwan, Ukraine. The GOP has reportedly demanded that border security be on the table in order to get a deal done by Christmas. We've given up any pretense of pretending to secure the border as a nation, and it has to stop. And as the temperatures drop in the city of El Paso, Texas, that has taken on so many thousands of these migrants who have crossed the border, they are sending out roving teams in an effort to get migrants who have just crossed the border off the streets and into shelters. Mayor Oscar Lesser says many migrants have been sleeping outside, and of course the colder temperatures are uh, worrisome to them. Not something that's really important that uh, we, we go out there and as the temperatures start going down, we do have the roving teams and the teams that continue to go out and offer sheltering for people. The Sacred Heart Church in Segundo Barrio is already at capacity. The city says it's also housing hundreds of migrants in a hotel, may use an unused middle school building if they run out of room, all in a bid to get these migrants who have crossed the border off the streets. It's a lot more feasible, a lot more economical for the city to do that. It's a, it's a safer environment, too. As we've talked about all along, the hotel process is just a better environment for people. It gives them the, the, the dignity of, of privacy. And while we're at the border, uh, miles of razor wire, not enough for the Texas National Guard, which is trying to dissuade migrants from crossing the border illegally. They're now building what is called an anti-climb barrier on the outskirts of Brownsville, Texas, which is along the border there. It's a eight foot by 12 foot fences that uh, we're able to string together here. We're going to reinforce it with sea wire on it as well to make it even more anti-climb. That's Captain Chris Daniel. He says the idea is to slow down illegal crossings so that human traffickers can be arrested. We have bad actors that are coming over, opening up the wire, allowing uh, traffic to move through. With this ACB reinforced with the sea wire, it's going to slow that down a little bit. They're going to do a lot more cutting to get through the ACB. They obviously can't manipulate it by pushing it down or putting clothes on it. Uh, and then climbing it will be a very hard task for them to complete. We'll have to see if that works. Border Patrol in El Paso encountering just about 1,000 illegal immigrants a day. Shelter so overwhelmed that they're releasing people onto the streets in that border town. Former President Trump urging his supporters to hit the voting booth despite his huge lead in current polls. Crooked Joe Biden and the far-left lunatics are desperate to stop us by any means necessary. They're willing to violate the U.S. Constitution at levels 
never seen before in order to win an election. He was at an event in Iowa last night, Trump uh, touting his lead in the GOP polls over other candidates before going to emphasize the importance of his supporters voting doing to the margin of an error. That's a margin of error. That's always, of course, the concern is that people say, well, I don't need to vote. He has such a large lead and then not enough people show up at the polls. A recent poll by NBC News, uh, the Des Moines Register and Mediacom found that over half of the Iowa Republicans likely to attend the January caucuses had Trump as their first option. And when they go to the polls, inflation and the economy, top problems facing the U.S. with more than half of more than 1,200 Hispanic voters polled nationwide saying the nation is heading in the wrong direction. 45% of those who identify as Democrats don't want President Biden to run again. Republicans say they're not happy with their choices either in this poll. Just to be even-handed, though, right, uh, former President Trump fares worse, right, among Hispanics, right? 57% say they don't want him to run. 32% say they want him to run. This was a poll done by Florida International University. The professor there connected to the poll says if the election were held today, 53% would vote for Biden, 33% for Trump. Their poll also finds nearly 20% have considered changing political parties in the last year. Most people believe that inflation and the economy are really at the top of mind. Hispanics don't want either one of these men to be to be uh, the candidates next year. We still think as Latinos that Democrats best represent us, but a significant component is now willing to abandon the party. Yeah, interesting poll there done by Florida International University. 515, let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk. Uh, happy Friday Eve. Good morning, Justin Ellick. Happy Friday Eve. Good morning to you, James. Bl- oh, well, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that, that's just cold, man. Wow. Noah Mladen. That's right. Back on the sticks. How about it? We'll start it took on the two ice. days for you <laughs> yeah. to get him. Yeah, yeah, a little longer than I expected to be. <laughs> Starting on the ice. Wait, does that mean, are you are you dissing me or James in that one? I'm to be honest, sure. I'm not sure. Okay. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I'll let you know. Starting on the ice here in Elmont, the Islanders scraped past the Anaheim Ducks four to three. Simon Holmstrom scored the uh, tie-breaking shorthanded goal with 133 left in regulation to help the Isles secure their fourth. Straight win. They are 6-0-1 in their last seven games. We'll keep trying to keep it rolling against the uh, Bruins come tomorrow night. Speaking of those Bruins, the Devils put them away last night at home by a score of 2-1. Jack Hughes' OT, win- OT winner, I should say, with 2-13 to play. Sealed the win for New Jersey as the young stud single-handedly took over in the extra period to bring home the W. The goal was Hughes' sixth career overtime winner and second this season. He came into the overtime without a shot on goal in the game and had five in the 2 minutes and 47 seconds of play, he played 1 minute and 57 of the extra session. On the hardwood in Utah, the Knicks fell to the Jazz in a close one by a score of 117-113. to 113. Julius Randle had 32 and 12 rebounds for New York, topping 30 points for the third time in the last four games. Jalen Brunson scored 23 points and Dante DiVincenzo added 20 for the Knicks, who have lost three in a row on the road and faced four more road games. On this current trip, they'll try and pick it up against the Suns, uh, who they have next in Phoenix tomorrow night. Speaking of those Suns, the Nets took care of them in Phoenix last night by a score of 116-112. to 112. Cam Thomas scored 24 points. Mikel Bridges added 21 in his return to the desert. And Brooklyn is able to hold on and route to their seventh win in their past nine contests. They'll be right back at it tonight in an attempt to stay in the win column. Tipping things off with the Nuggets in Denver at 9 p.m. 
Other news out of the NBA to get to as well here. Golden State Warriors forward Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely by the league for striking Phoenix Suns center Yusuf Nurkic in the face during Tuesday night's game, the league has announced. Uh, Green received a third, or a, a flagrant foul, two, for striking Nurkic. On a flagrant foul one, flagrant foul two, what's a flagrant foul three? striking her kitchen was subsequently ejected for the third time this season. According to the NBA's released indefinite suspension, quote, takes into account Green's repeated history of unsportsmanlike acts, which is a long history. This is already Green's second suspension this season, and the league has stated that, quote, he will be required to meet certain league and team conditions before he returns to play. He's got some anger issues, huh? Yeah, I mean, I hope that's longer than shorter. I hope that it takes that and longer to do that than shorter. I... I I don't, uh, I'm not a huge Draymond Green fan. Hmm. Especially because he said it was unintentional and you watch the clip and it was, it was totally. Oh, God. Utter, yeah. Utterly intentional. Yeah. I mean, you don't hit somebody like that without trying to. No. So, you know, he's, you know turns out he's a liar as well. We'll and see. And I was hailing a cab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's Thursday, Gnome, uh, which means a fresh week of NFL football set to get underway on Thursday Night Football. The uh, L.A. Chargers will pay the Vegas Raiders a visit for an 8.15 p.m. kickoff tonight. The Raiders head in as three-point home favorites. That's Sports Gnome, and I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. WABC News Time 520. Down to D.C., the Senate's passed the annual defense policy bill. On Wednesday, the National Defense Authorization Act passed with a vote of 87 to 13. The $886 billion package lays out how the Pentagon will be funded through the next fiscal year, authorizing billions towards new military vehicles, bolstering national security abroad, and a 5% pay raise for troops. The bill now heads to the House where it faces resistance from far-right Republicans who say it failed to rid the Pentagon of what they call woke policies. I'm Mark Mayfield. Oprah Winfrey, she's, wow, she's been the skinniest maybe we've ever seen here. And she owns Weight Watchers, or at least as part owner of Weight Watchers. So the thought was maybe she had lost all that weight using Weight Watchers, but apparently that is not the case. In a recent interview with People magazine, the legendary talk show host revealed that she uses a weight loss medication prescribed by her doctor, and she has released my own shame about it. She chose not to name the specific drug she takes. The Color Purple star said the fact that there's a medically approved prescription for managing weight and staying healthier in my lifetime feels like relief like redemption, like a gift, and not something to hide behind and once again be ridiculed for. I'm Brian Shook. Yeah, no big deal. Lots of people are using, well, Ozempic being the biggest one that everybody's talking about, this diabetes drug that helps you lose weight. And, boy, I mean, her and, and Gail, her friend, they're all looting a ton of weight, apparently, on either Ozempic or one of the ones that's like it. More than up. Half of American voters say that they or someone in their home owns a gun. Texas gun rights attorney Michelle Maples believes much of this is driven by the fear of being a victim of crime. If I were going to protect myself and my family, what is the best tool? And the easy answer there is a firearm. Latest FBI stats show that violent crime across the nation on the decline. The exception is property crimes, which includes burglaries. The polling done by NBC News shows that Republicans are far more likely than Democrats or independents to own a gun. Frankly, it's nobody's business if you want to keep a gun in your house or not. But it also shows this poll shows that more Democrats than ever own guns before. Texas gun attorney Michelle Maples, more from her. The firearm for a female is the great equalizer. Yeah, and we told as you were listening to us earlier this week, did a story about the fact that that um, guns has become one of the biggest presents to give for Christmas this year. While we're talking Christmas, there's a mad rush to get 
toys on shelves before the season is over. Trucking companies offering some really big bonuses to get drivers behind the wheel. There's just not enough truck drivers. This has been a shortage and a problem for years now. Incentives range from everything from five-figure bonuses to a truck. John Esperanza, he heads the Texas Trucking Association. He says there's still a trucker shortage across the nation. That's creating some logistical gaps when it comes to getting product onto store shelves in time. You see all kinds of incentives in play with the, in the trucking industry. It's not uncommon to uh, make six figures behind the wheel. Can you imagine that? Six figures uh, years ago, you never would have thought that. But now they're so desperate, they're paying big salary. And as uh, many people flock to the stores to finish Christmas shopping, large groups of professional shoplifters have been exploiting soft-on-crime policies to ransack American businesses. Now, we've seen this in New York, but it's all across the nation. These criminals do not show any bias when selecting targets. And this crime occurs across a wide spectrum. From big cities to small towns. That's Congressman August uh, Fluger. He's from Texas. He says there's also a link between organized retail theft and transnational criminal organizations. According to a report by the Retail Industry Leaders Association, nearly $70 billion worth of goods was stolen from American retailers in 2019. I mean, is that crazy number? A Walmart alone says they lost $3 billion a year due to theft, shoplifting. The severity of large-scale theft and other factors has led Walmart to close several stores and has a raising of prices effect. Yeah, just nuts. Uh, nothing can spoil Christmas like having those presents stolen off your doorstep. Maybe you're one of those people who orders everything online. Police in California, though, have been successful catching porch pirates this season using bait packages. Many of those caught are repeat offenders. Sacramento police put tracking devices inside decoy Amazon packages filled with valuable items. Those caught can face a variety of consequences depending on how valuable the contents of the package are. If it's over $950, it's a felony. If it's less than that, the person will be given a ticket to appear in court. Police say if you're expecting a package, try to bring it inside as quickly as possible. I'm Brad Siegel. Yeah, well, that's not so easy. Sometimes you're at work when those packages arrive. The trailer for the upcoming video game Grand Theft Auto 6. Now, this is just the trailer for this game, Grand Theft Auto 6. It's breaking records. It reached over 93 million views in the first 24 hours after it was released on the Rockstar Games YouTube channel, breaking the record for a non-music video debut. The trailer was officially released on Monday by Rockstar after it had leaked on X earlier in the day and shows the game will return to the familiar Vice City, this time with the first female main character in franchise history. GTA 6 is set to release in 2025. I'm Brian Shook. That's not to touch you how many people are going to buy the game. The Fed, policymakers, they're going to leave interest rates unchanged. Inflation is still too high. Ongoing progress in bringing it down is not assured. And the path forward is uncertain. That's the Fed Chair Jerome Powell says it's good news that it has eased without a significant increase in employment. He says the Fed will proceed carefully as it continues to bring down inflation down to 2%. Inflation has eased from its highs, and this has come without a significant increase in unemployment. We're fully committed to returning inflation to our 2% goal. Restoring price stability is essential to achieve a sustained period of strong labor market conditions that benefit all. 
And for the most part, Wall Street really liked that news closed yesterday with the Dow at an all-time high, cracking 37,000 for the first time. This comes after the Fed announced it would be holding those interest rates steady for a third straight time. Uh, the closing bell, the Dow gained 512 points to hit that 37,000 mark. S&P 500 gained 63. The Nasdaq rose by 200. Radio 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me. Good morning. It is Thursday, December 14th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Clouds to start this day. But then we're going to see some sunshine late morning and then into the afternoon, the high 42. Tonight and overnight, clear, low 37. And then Friday, it warms up nicely. Sunshine, high 53. If you're walking out the door with us right now, so happy you are. 32, partly cloudy in Spring Valley up in Rockland County. It is 33 and cloudy in Elizabeth down in New Jersey. And it is 32 and clear outside our Midtown studios. We'll start this half hour right here in the big city, the city public advocate releasing his annual worst landlord watch list which names well as you might guess the worst landlords in the city now the guy it's two people that have the made the number one on the list have the highest number of violations in city history so they have 3300 violations across 15 buildings that they own across the city uh, trash infested stairwells, uh, crumbling walls, uh, ceilings that are falling apart. Uh, one of the buildings is on West 46th Street. It's an apartment building. It's in such bad shape that it sits vacant and sometimes attracts squatters. Uh, there are some tenants in this building, which is amazing when you see how nasty it is. One of them is John Reed. He says um, this is what he can afford. He walks past uh, just these horrible conditions to get to his apartment, which is not in great shape. We have suffered continued abuses, um, some of which were both health and life-threatening. So he says um, it's no surprise to him at all that his landlord, who is Daniel Oheb Shalom, and his associate, John Santana, are number one on this worst warrant landlord list. They should haul his ass into jail how he's made these folks live. He's neglected buildings and profited off of tenants for years. Santana and Obshalom have an average of 3,293 open HPD violations. Yes, so uh, one of the buildings, again, is on West 46th Street, and it's so bad there that the city came in and made the repairs and now will bill Daniel Oheb Shalom and Jonathan Santana. But, of course, the big question is, how are they able to get away with this? Well, apparently they hide behind LLCs, and it's hard to figure out who actually owns these buildings. Um, another one of the shameful landlords, David Tannenbaum and Sima uh, Abvey, are they've made the top five for the second straight year, uh, also on this List Larry Hirschfeld and Alfred Thompson. They're new to the top five, but uh, they got lots of open violations across their apartment buildings as well. Heat and hot water outages, rodent infestations, issues, and 
collapsing infrastructure. The building collapsing the Bronx is another example of long-standing landlord negligence. HPD lists Yona Roth as the head officer for the building, and records show Roth's portfolio is affiliated with Jacob Zanger, who ranks number 50 on this year's list. Do you remember if you were with me all those years ago, last time I was at WABC, it wasn't that many years ago, we used to do this segment where we would wake up these landlords. I had this thing where I would say, how can you sleep when others aren't able to? And we would get the numbers of the landlords and wake them up and try to convince them to make the repairs during the show right here, five o'clock in the morning. And uh, it was a fun segment until the lawyers got involved and told me I could no longer do it. But um, they hide behind these LLCs. And so now there's this bill called the Limited Liability Corporation Transparency Act, which would help tenants and city agencies better identify these landlords who hide behind these anonymous aliases. Even for us, how difficult it is to wait on the corporation and the corporation and the representative of the representative to find out who the true owner is. It's called the Limited Liability Corporation Transparency Act that would help tenants and city agencies better identify the landlords who hide behind anonymous LLCs. Yeah, I mean, I'll ask the question that I asked uh, years ago is how do you sleep when others can't and they're paying you? I just don't get that. Um, good job by Ali uh, Bauman, who is a CBS reporter. She confronts the landlord who owns that building up in the Bronx that crumbled. Thankfully, nobody was hurt in that case. Uh, that building has 100 open violations. She asked the landlord, how come you haven't fixed them? Thank God everyone is safe. And hopefully everybody except for those that six apartments will be restored as soon as possible. Why weren't repairs being made? There are over 100 violations. Yeah, he didn't have an answer. He just walked away. Of course, they have to be held more accountable, and maybe some of these bills will make it so they are. WABC News Time 539. Uh, those stabbings, they're not just taking place at city schools. We had a stabbing at a suburban school yesterday. Really frightening scene. This was in uh, Middletown City School District in Orange County. At Mohagan Middle School, uh, one 13-year-old stabbed another yesterday. Uh, Alexander Torres, uh, he's a kid at the school. I'm not sure if he's, uh, this is either 6th, 7th, or 8th graders. That's what's in the middle school. He says he hid in a library closet when a lockdown began at the school, worried about what was taking place outside this dark closet. Scary, scary, just scary. It was like pitch black. I, I like I thought once somebody started banging on the door, I was going to have a heart attack. It was crazy. Yeah, who can crazy. blame them? Jeez. Uh, Amy Creedon is the superintendent of the school district. She says the uh, injured student was treated, taken to the hospital. Uh, they are expected to recover. She didn't give us a motive for the attack or why the kid had a knife in school. The students were treated and transported and are receiving medical care and are expected to recover. All students involved were immediately removed from campus and are in police custody. Mohegan Middle School had eight reported attacks, six incidents of weapon possession, including a BB gun that was confiscated from a student. This was during the last school year. Many parents concerned. They, of course, want to see more done to protect their kids. There'll be a metal detector at the school today. My feeling is that like, our kids is not safe. And um, they always try to brush everything off. Metal detectors at schools. Um, I think that that's the only way they're going to keep weapons 
whether it's a gun or a knife out of school. Frightening that it just gets younger and younger. This is uh, There was that middle school, two middle school attacks in the Bronx last week. In this case, this 13-year-old up in Orange County going to be prosecuted by the Orange County Attorney's Office. Uh, in a letter to uh, the parents of schools, the superintendent of Mohegan Middle School says they'll operate on a three-hour delay this morning as they get those metal detectors in place. And they told students that you can't bring Chromebooks, backpacks, or large bags into the building today as they sort out how they're going to protect students going forward. Out to Long Island at 541, the family of a Long Island woman who was hit and killed by a car Tuesday night. They're just pleading for the driver to do the right thing and come forward. This 34-year-old woman, her name is Esmeralda Larios from North Lawrence. She was working out at Planet Fitness and was leaving there uh, early evening when she was hit as she tried to cross the street. Here's her boyfriend. She was a loving person, young, full of life sweet, caring. This could be anyone's daughter. This could be anyone's wife. This could be anybody's sister. You know, if anybody has any information, please don't hesitate to come forward. Yeah, there's no doubt the driver knew that he had hit this woman. He, in fact, dragged her for a couple feet. Nassau County Police tell us they're searching through surveillance video cameras in the area. Uh, because it's a busy business area, there's cameras everywhere, and they think just a matter of time till they catch up with this driver. Meanwhile, her boyfriend says, "Just be easier if you turned yourself in." Put some like sign, like a camera to focus. You see how a speed limit here? We know God's speed limit. People drive it like crazy. Only God can forgive you. But what you need to do is to um, come forward. Yeah, so we'll see if that happens. Uh, so far, that driver has not. That was Tuesday night. While we're out on Long Island. PSENG Long Island says that Tuesday's evening power outage in Long Beach was caused by a balloon. Like a balloon got into the wires. That's what caused 20,000 people to lose power on Tuesday night. We received a report of a Mylar balloon entangled in the power lines in Long Beach. And when the power was switched to another line to remove that balloon, the cable failed, causing the outage in Long Beach. Apparently, these Mylar balloons, I was not aware of this, maybe you were, uh, cause all kinds of problems. And so they asked people not to let them go. I don't know if the, whoever let this go did so on purpose. Uh, most everybody was okay. There were a couple calls in Long Beach on Tuesday night for people stuck in elevators. They were able to rescue most of those people in five to ten minutes pretty quickly. But uh, the head of PSE&G Long Island says they want to have a plan in place to make sure it doesn't happen again. But they're also warning about the dangers of releasing Mylar foil balloons into the air because of the metals in the balloon. And that's apparently what caused this outage for 20,000 people on Tuesday night. And while we're talking power companies, get ready, Long Island electric rates are about to increase. The uh, LIPA board voted yesterday to approve the 2024 budget, which includes a rate hike of 11.6% for power companies on Long Island. Here was the approval vote yesterday. How are we going to sustain oh, this? I'm sorry. This is actually somebody who's very upset about her bill going up. And who can blame her? 11.6% is a lot. How are we going to sustain this? 
It's ridiculous. They're just driving us out. This goes up, that goes up, this goes up. They don't stop. Yeah, and the paychecks don't go up. The average monthly bill is predicted to increase by $19.43 to, ready for this, the average bill for somebody on Long Island after this goes through will be 186 bucks a month. The utility blames the rate increase on an anticipated hike in the cost of power and fuel in 2025. All right, 545, let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk where we find Justin Ella. Thank you, Noah Malayden. Starting on the ice here in Elmont where the Islanders scrape past the Anaheim Ducks 4-3. to Holmstrom scored the tie-breaking short-handed goal late with 133 left in regulation to help the Isles secure their fourth straight win. They are 6-0-1 in their last seven and we'll try to keep it rolling against the Bruins come tomorrow night. Speaking of those Bruins, the Devils put them away last night at home by a score of 2-1. to one. Jack Hughes' OT winner with uh, just over two minutes to play sealed the win for New Jersey as the young stud single-handedly took over in the extra period to bring home the W. On the hardwood in Utah, the Knicks fell to the Jazz on a close one by a score of 117-113. to 113. Julius Randle had 32 points and 12 rebounds for New York, topping 30 points for the uh, third time in the last four games. Jalen Brunson scored 23, and Dante DiVincenzo added 20 for the Knicks, who have lost three in a row on the road and face four more road games on this current trip. Uh, they'll try and uh, pick it up, I, guess, I should say, against the Suns, who they have next in Phoenix tomorrow night. Speaking of those Suns, the Nets took care of them in Phoenix last night by a score of 116-112. to 112. Cam Thomas scored 24 points. Mikkel Bridges added 21 in his return to the desert, and Brooklyn is able to hold on and route to their seventh win in their past nine contests. They'll be right back at it tonight in an attempt to stay in the win column, tipping things off with the Nuggets in Denver at 9 p.m. Other news out of the NBA to get to as well here. Golden State Warriors forward Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely by the league for striking Phoenix Suns center Yusuf Nurkic in the face during Tuesday night's game. The league announced yesterday Green received a flagrant foul, two for striking Nurkic and was subsequently ejected. For the third time this season, according to the NBA's release, the indefinite suspension quote takes into account Green's repeated history of unsportsmanlike acts. This is already Green's second su- suspension this season, and the league has stated that he will be required to meet certain league and team conditions before he returns to play. And it is Thursday, which means... Does he pr- get fined or no? I would certainly hope so. Oh. I, I, I don't even know if he... I, don't, I, I would imagine it's an unpaid suspension. So he doesn't get paid for these games, maybe? But I don't know. Of course, he's got millions in the bank, so that doesn't course, matter. Of course. Right. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. He's a professional basketball player who's won uh, multiple championships. So he'll be just fine. But, uh, yeah, I would I would hope, at least, that he doesn't get the game checks for these games. It is Thursday, though, as well known, which means a fresh week of NFL football is set to get underway on Thursday night football. The Los Angeles Chargers will pay the Vegas Raiders a visit for an 8.15 p.m. kickoff. The Raiders head in as three-point home of favorites. Who do the Eagles play this weekend? The Eagles have the Seahawks on Monday night. Huh. And then the Giants, of course, that's the game everybody is going to be watching with Tommy as quarterback play the Saints, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, right? they are playing the Saints indeed. So we'll look hmm. forward to that. I'll have a full uh, preview for the weekend's games uh, tomorrow morning for you know. I can't wait. All right. I'm Justin Alec. That's Sports on 77 WABC. Let's catch you up on the big stories of the morning. Big one from yesterday. House Republicans have voted to begin an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. All Democrats voted against this measure yesterday. All Republicans voted for it, including Kentucky Congressman James Comer. I think that sent a message loud and clear to the White House. Uh, we expect you to comply with our information requests and our subpoenas. Republicans arguing that the president benefited from 
the foreign business dealings of his son, Hunter Biden. The president has always maintained he had nothing to do with his son's business. An impeachment inquiry is a step towards potential impeachment. It allows the House to uphold public hearings, uh, grant subpoena power for information documents. The vote yesterday, it was close because the vote count between the number of Republicans and Democrats is so close. So this one was 221 to 212. This is more like a what is it, not a who done it. We don't know what the crime is. That's Democrats complaining there's nothing here. House Republicans, like Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, arguing that a formal impeachment inquiry will strengthen their access to more documents and testimony. We now think this helps us get the witnesses, the key witnesses that we want. I'm here today to make sure that uh, this was a uh, and then uh, at the same time that was taking place or a little bit before it, I should say Hunter Biden came to Capitol Hill offering to testify publicly he did, does not want to testify behind closed doors of course he's all connected to this impeachment inquiry I'm here today to make sure that the House committee's illegitimate investigations of my family do not proceed on distortions manipulated evidence but republicans say republicans say they want that testimony to take place behind closed doors before going public the president releasing a statement following this decision by house republicans to authorize that impeachment inquiry biden said that house republicans are not joining him on focusing on the issues that impact the american people instead attacking him with lies he added that instead of doing their job on the urgent work needing to be done they are choosing to waste time on the baseless political stunt that even Republicans in Congress admit is not supported by facts. Republicans argued the president benefited from the foreign business dealings of his son, Hunter Biden. I'm Brian Shook. The White House appears to be walking back President Biden's recent comments on Israel about the civilian death toll. He was expressing concerns that we continue to see civilian casualties in, in Gaza. And again, that we want to make sure that as they work to minimize that they actually have those kinds of results. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby refusing to explicitly say whether the U.S. believes Israel is carrying out indiscriminate bombing or following international law. Kirby instead says the administration expects Israel to do everything possible to minimize civilian casualties in Gaza. Constant efforts to urge the Israelis to be as precise and careful as possible. We know they've stated their intent. And they have acted on that. So Biden apparently had made these comments about Israel and the civilians to some donors earlier this week. The uh, families of Israeli Americans still being held hostage by Hamas today in Gaza were thanking the president yesterday for his efforts to try to bring their loved ones home. We are all one big family looking to get all of these people's sons and fathers and mothers out president held a private meeting with those families of the eight Americans who remain in captivity following the October 7th massacre in Israel. U.S. officials have continued to push for humanitarian pauses in the fighting to negotiate the release of more hostages. Doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. We are here because the president and his team have been bringing out light in this dark time. Yeah, so about 100 of the 240 hostages have been released, and that was all during that pause, or most of that took place during that pause in the fighting, which was last month. Let's bring it back home. The uh, rock slide that occurred in North Bergen in New Jersey Monday, they now say 
They think it came from the heavy rain that took place over the weekend. At least that's the initial conclusion by engineers. Multiple cars were crushed during this chaotic scene that unfolded Monday, leaving just this cloud of concern among neighbors who live above this site. Neighbors living above it say they believe that um, maybe the rain had something to do with it. But they say traffic has increased on the road above on JFK um, Boulevard. Uh, they say truck traffic, bus traffic, because that area has become such a popular place to live. And they think that is what is causing the ground to shift. And they want engineers to investigate that. Just as the buses pass by and hit their brakes and the, the loud engines, tractor trailers, heavy trucks co- constantly coming through the neighborhood in the past few years. One neighbor showing a CBS reporter yesterday how he had built a wall in front of his apartment on the street. And over just the last year, there were huge cracks in in that wall, and he's convinced it's due to the traffic on the boulevard. Just as the buses pass by and hit their brakes and the, the loud engines, tractor trailers, heavy trucks co- constantly coming through the neighborhood in the past few years. It's a little bit of a nightmare in that area. It's a well-traveled road. Now it's closed as this investigation and the cleanup continues. They're moving buses on the side street. No, cl- Not clear when the boulevard in North Bergen will reopen. While we're talking New Jersey, there's been a lot of talk recently about Senator Menendez's seat in the Senate. New Jersey First Lady Tammy Murphy, uh, Congressman Andy Kim, both have announced that they're going to run for the seat despite bribery allegations against Menendez. He says he still thinks he can win another term next year. It's all one uh, moment in time of including your contributions to it of negative stories when we start telling our story in January uh, at the trial through motions uh, and other things. We will change that by now. Of course, the Democratic senator accused of accepting bribes from a foreign government, among other things, those gold bars allegedly found in his home. And it is not helping his son who no doubt had some help winning his congressional seat from his dad in northern New Jersey. So now it's going to be Democrat versus Democrat. You don't see this happen too often. Uh, Ravi Bala, who is the mayor of Hoboken, is now going to run for Menendez's son's seat. He's going to run. He has the same name, Bob Menendez. He goes by Rob, though. Rob Menendez is the 8th District Congressman. But now Bala's going to run against him, uh, I guess, assuming that he's wounded from his his dad's actions. He made the announcement uh, two days ago now. With rising inequality and climbing sea levels, this moment requires change that is momentous. Yeah, so Bala uh, will run against Menendez next year. And finally, pop icon Madonna taking to the Barclays Center last night. Uh, Tickets sold out on this North American celebration tour. Of course, a homecoming for her. New York is her home. Um, and lots of fans in line last night. Pretty excited to see her. I've been waiting four years for this moment since the Madame X tour, and she's in great shape, and we're going to rock. She's the queen of everything. No one would be around if it wasn't for her. She's the best musician of, of all time. <laughs> Ever alive. Yeah, Literally. okay. Are you excited Literally. for Madonna? It sounds like the same, you know, remember when she was the Taylor Swift? Of course, now Taylor Swift is the Taylor Swift, but uh, she's still selling out shows at the Barclays Center, so good for her.